This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Your home of all of the first place team recaps. That's right, football in first place in the American after going to 2-0 with the win at Navy. They're were a lot of factors to overcome in this game, and well, you'll hear both Alex Skolish and Byron Brown speak about the next play mentality, which worked out very well for the Bulls, 44-30. to You'll also hear some highlights from this weekend's volleyball, actually just the Friday match, which was fun to call from the Yingling Center. Saturday's match was fun to keep tabs on, as yes, the volleyball squad is in first place with a fantastic record. We'll get more into them. We'll also tell you about men's soccer losing on Friday night in Miami and a little bit on the tennis that took place this weekend. Cross-country was also added. So a lot to get to on the show today. We'll be endeavoring to bring you some exclusive interviews on Wednesday and Friday's Bulls Beat because this is definitely a different week. Not too far removed from having a play-by-play event to call on five straight days. This week, nothing actually on weeknight. And then, of course, Saturday afternoon, football and Sunday men's soccer that football kickoff time it was a tv designation kind of thing that's why we weren't sure if it was 3 30 or 4 was set yesterday the bulls will be playing alabama at birmingham on saturday at four o'clock meaning a 2 30 pregame on bulls unlimited and if you're interested the tv feed is on espn too love bringing you the call on the radio again if you didn't get to hear some or most or all of the pregame why weren't you listening anyway just in case we understand people can't tune into the whole thing we do post it on our podcast page it's sitting there right now we take the commercials out so if you're on spotify or soundcloud or apple Podcasts or amazon Podcasts, just subscribe to south florida bulls radio network you can check that all out but let's get to the game itself and the game itself could not have started much worse bulls well Actually, that's not true. I had a three and out on defense. Then the it could not have started much worse portion began. Leads them to a fourth and four, and Riley Reifman is on to kick. Bulls with a big rush. He gets it away. Atkins racing under it, drops it, kicks it, and tries to fall on it, and I don't think he did. Navy's got the ball inside the Bulls' 20-yard line. Quarterback keeper runs it up the middle and into the end zone for the score is Ty Lavatai. And the Bulls are a yard short and they're going on fourth and one. Brown gets stopped, bounces back, and I don't know if he made it or not. The Bulls may have been stopped. And Navy has the football on the Bulls' 30-yard line and this could be a disastrous beginning. First and goal from the Bulls' four. Tight formation, nobody wide. Quarterback keeps and pushes his way into the end zone. Tide Lavatai has scored two touchdowns in the first six minutes, six seconds of this game. Not included is right after Jim Lauk said this could be a disastrous beginning. Day-Day Evans getting hurt on the next play with what looked at the time like a pretty bad shoulder-type injury where, you know, did the dangling thing and fortunately... That didn't actually stick because he returned to the game pretty quickly for a second week in a row. But the rest of it, yeah, you heard what happened. Sean Atkins, who is so reliable, and boy, I don't know about you, but some of the worst thoughts you let creep into your head, fortunately the Bulls didn't because Sean Atkins mentioned Day-Day would come back and it would all get better. Fourth down at the 30-yard line didn't work out. 
Um, fourth downs are more than just a little sidelight notice of this team. If you want to say there's no way you should go for it there, well, there's no way the game got going in the right direction for the Bulls without a couple of fourth down conversions to start off the second quarter. But before we get there, the first quarter, the Bulls officially entered the game, fortunately on offense, on the very next drive, a third down conversion pass to Naeem Simmons. The first of eight penalties against Navy, the team that only commits three a game. And oh, by the way, your Bulls, you'll hear what coach says about this, only committed one that was a late hit on Byron Brown that moved the ball across midfield. Then a very nice catch by Chaffrey Brown, who would have a big game. And then Sean Atkins' redemption tour begins. Second and goal from the one. Powell, the running back right side. Wolf goes in motion, lines up to the left. Brown to throw into the end zone. It is Sean Atkins. Did he hang on? Yes. Touchdown, South Florida. Nice eight-play, 70-yard drive that took more than three minutes, which seems like an eternity for the Bulls. The offense, when it gets humming, is pretty impressive. Then Day-Day returns. Big hit by D.J. Harris leads to a three-and-out. Andre Mata'afa got the defense off the field playing for D.J. Gordon, who, as Coach revealed afterwards, not injured, dealing with the personal matter, and is fully expected to come back next week for the game in Birmingham. Bulls, however, and this was something that would change later on of note, a big conversion pass play to K1 Powell, who had up to that point only had one career catch for negative five yards against Alabama. But they took a deep shot to Jaden Alexis, and it just didn't hook up the deep shots, which, of course, are the reason they beat Rice. So you understand why they took them weren't necessarily working to consistent effect. It's hard to, of course, have five 50-yard-plus pass plays. There was an 88-yard pass play that we'll get to. But eventually the Bulls would go to more short stuff, and it worked out. But the defense, again, gets off the field pretty quickly, even though it was disappointing to see Day-Day Evans drop a sure interception. They still get a three and out. Then it looked like the Bulls were going to go three and out, but oh no, they're going to go for it on fourth and one from their own 42. And they're definitely going to go for it later in the drive on fourth and four. Those plays and the touchdown that tied things up. Atkins is the second back behind right. First man through is right. I think he got there. We'll see. And he got there. So the Bulls convert a fourth down. So the Bulls look like they're keeping the offense on the field. They are 9 of 17 on fourth downs so far this year. They need four here. Brown taking a lot of time, but they've still got 10 on the play clock. And Brown will throw. Over the middle, caught first down and more. It's Atkins and he fights his way inside the 10 to the nine yard line. 23 yards to Sean Atkins. Right lines up left side, Bulls ready to go. Here's right, big opening into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. That's six for the Bulls, Naquan Wright. Nine yards. Running game did not exactly ever get going in full until a late drive, but it looked really strong on that play. And the Bulls also mixed in, by the way, a 19-yard pass to Michael Brown-Stevens as the receiving core became a lot more than just Naeem Simmons and a little Sean Atkins on this day, that is for certain. Then the Bulls get a stop and the ball at the 12-yard line after committing their only penalty of the day, an illegal block on the punt return. How amazing is that? Slash how cool was this play? Three wide receivers. Joyner lines up on the right side. Now Weston Wolf comes in motion, lines up on the right. 
Brown to throw, has time, steps into it, fires it's Atkins, he makes the catch, and there is nobody in front of Sean Atkins. How about 88 yards for a score? Touchdown, South Florida. Bulls have scored 20 unanswered, and they lead Navy here in the second quarter. <laughs> Sean Atkins is in his bag, Jim. You gotta love it, I mean, to start the game, he probably felt as bad as you could feel and respond that way. And he put a heck of a move on the Navy defensive back, which caused that guy to fall. Jim and Sam were both, well, I don't know, quite in their bag, as Sam likes to use that phrase, but they were all very solid. Joey Johnston, we love bringing you the radio call. Plenty of chances to hear the game on review, by the way. Then the Bulls get a fourth down stop on their own side, and I love the description by Sam on what actually happened because if you look at it live, it simply looked like the Navy player chose the wrong path, but he only had one path to choose, thanks to Doug Blue Eli, number 13. Hands it off, running it up the middle, and the Bulls get the stop. Fofana, the carry, Schuler, the stop, South Florida, the football. On downs on their 24-yard line. And it started with number 13, the man right there in the middle. He actually just grabbed the center and just tossed him to the left, and that created a big old pile right there in the middle. So the running back had to jump cut to the outside. A lot of members of that defensive line were playing very solid, and the linebackers, Jalen Schuler and Andrew Mataafa, the transfer from Utah, also had quality games. So with the ball and a score lead, not too long after they were down 14-0, the Bulls gave up one of four sacks on the day. Navy was among the worst teams in the country as far as getting to the quarterback, so a slight concern there. And Brown had the ball stripped from him. Navy, which on its touchdown quote-unquote drives, had taken over at the Bulls 18, the Bulls 30, and in this case the Bulls 22. Looked like maybe the Bulls were actually going to force a field goal, but Navy went ahead and went forward on fourth and goal. The two ran a well-timed pass to the running back, and we were tied. Oh, wait a second. We weren't tied. Something really cool happened, especially if you're a Bulls fan. Navy for the extra point, trying to tie things up here. High snap. It's fumbled. Ball is loose at the 22-yard line, picked up by South Florida. Jalen Schuler, and he's going to take it all the way for a South Florida score. Jalen Schuler, two points for South Florida. It's 23 to 20. So the high snap, Holder couldn't pull it down, and Jalen Schuler outran everybody. So the score ended up being at halftime what would have been the equivalent of Navy making the extra point and the Bulls going down and kicking a field goal. Now, of course, the Bulls had a chance to make it a different score, and I thought this was quite relevant as a flag was picked up on a P.I. as Jim Lighthall, my broadcast partner back in Tampa, noticed that the Navy coaching staff probably got that flag picked up, saying that the pass was uncatchable. Clearly, it was one of those that normally gets called still as it was on the field because the reason the pass was uncatchable was because of the defensive hold. And I don't know if you guys saw it, Alex Golish went off. He would not let the official who made the call or made the reversal of the call hear the end of it. And I thought that showed a lot of things, how passionate he is, how he knows the importance of the end of the first half and trying to pick up those extra points and how he's not just going to take, oh well, a big moment and let it roll. And unfortunately, the Bulls, in addition to having the end of the first half not go the way they wanted to, 
came out to start the second half and could not have done any worse. Went straight backwards and had a bad punt. And then Navy had a wide-open player for a touchdown pass. But for the second time, Amir Hassan, who is five foot seven and not a wide receiver, you know, just didn't look like a wide receiver. Had a chance to maybe close on the ball and make a diving effort, and instead it rolled harmlessly incomplete. Fourth and three, Navy tried to draw the Bulls offside, took the intentional delay, backed it up to 45 yards, but they still made the field goal. Then again, talking about the end of the first half not going well, started the second the same thing. This is when the Bulls tried three straight passes. Now, Byron Brown would only have seven incompletes on this day, but three in a row, two of them deep shots, including one on third and five, and all of a sudden you're punting for a second time. I thought this was the key sequence defensively of the game, followed by the Bulls extending their lead on offense. Horvath over center, keeps it, runs to the right, and he gets stood up by Jalen Schuler and knocked back down at the 12-yard line. It will be a pickup of a couple. It's third and six. Horvath hits Hall, and he's tripped up short of the first down. Low snap, scooped up by Brown. He hits Alexis, and he breaks through, gets into the secondary, makes a couple of moves, and just gets tripped up inside the 20-yard line. Jaden Alexis, one of the fastest men on the Bulls team, broke some tackles, too. Got to the 17, first and 10 Bulls. Brown to throw, pressure coming toward the end zone. Michael Brown, Stevens, caught. Touchdown, South Florida. Bulls reclaim the lead on a 15-yard pass play. Byron Brown to Michael Brown-Stevens. That was as good as it gets, Jim. I mean, there hasn't been many guys right here at USF that have continuously to grow and show their ability to play football in the one-on-one matchup against the cornerback week to week. Going back to that Stokes play, he and Andrew Mataafa both had 10 tackles to tie for the team lead. Frankly, last year, year before, maybe year before that, Navy's offensive player had a step on the Bulls' defensive player. That's a first down. They're moving the chains again. At the time, the game was tied, and you know Navy is pretty well known for putting together long drives, and maybe that's what happens. It said Jaden Alexis comes to the party on the next drive, and Michael Brown-Stevens, that was a third and eight play, so... If that play doesn't get it executed perfectly, the Bulls probably take the lead, but only by three, and instead they are up a touchdown. On the other side, Navy ends the third quarter with a third down conversion. They were only two of ten up to that time, but then the defense comes through or maybe gets a little help from a eager quarterback on third and one. Tight formation for Navy. No wide receivers. It's a snake. It's a fumble. Ball is lying on the ground. And it's picked up by Tremel Logan. And he is gone. Touchdown, South Florida. Boy, oh boy. The Bulls are up two scores. The quarterback sneak blows up for Navy. The ball was just lying on the ground waiting for somebody in a white jersey to pick it up. And Tramel Logan said, that's me. Pretty good start to the quarter, huh? Funny. Behind the scenes, Jim Lighthall and I were saying we need a turnover. Never ask for a defensive touchdown because it seems like a little much. But that's exactly what happened. Then the Bulls get another stop, and Weston Wolf gets the ball knocked out. With 14 minutes to go, the Bulls had the two-score lead. And then Weston Wolf, who catches the ball near midfield, absolutely sees the defender coming wraps both arms as tight as he thought he could around the ball and still got it dislodged. 
to give Navy hope. But then two key drives, one for the Bulls' defense, one for their offense, that I thought really stood out and helped you put away a game. First of all, Navy, after that fumble, next play, 27 yards. Maybe the Bulls are a little staggered. Gets inside the 20 to the 17. However, three straight tackles for loss forced Navy into, they could not go for it on fourth down. They had to try a long field goal, which missed. And then on the next drive, just when I'm thinking, well, this is certainly when you want to start taking some time off the clock. Nope. Four plays to Chaffrey Brown, four plays to K1 Powell, mixing it up with those two guys specifically to go nine plays, 74 yards in just three minutes and 13 seconds. And again, it was Powell and Brown for the first eight plays. This was play nine and a three-score lead. Here is Brown handing off to Dukes right up the middle and right into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. And the Bulls are blowing this thing out in the fourth quarter. It's 43-23 to with the kick coming. Now Navy did pop a 68-yard touchdown pass not too long after that. In fact, the very next play. So there was still seven and a half minutes to go, and it was back to 44-30. Navy did have, like I said, two wide-open passing touchdowns that it couldn't hit on earlier in the game, so kind of had to give them one. But that would be it. And just when it got a little too interesting, the Bulls were ready to punt with still plenty of time left is when Navy committed a roughing the punter. It was fourth and four, so even running into the punter would have extended the chains. And yes, Navy committed eight penalties. The Bulls just won, and that was on special teams. So their offense and their defense did not get called for a penalty. Byron Brown, 26 of 34 for 338 yards and three scores. And how about the distribution? Four receivers had at least 40 yards, and none of them were Naeem Simmons. Had five grabs for just 23. Joffrey Brown led in catches with seven for 80 yards and again four in that last scoring drive. Atkins, four catches but two TDs, one for the 88-yarder, 116 yards. And Michael Brown-Stevens, his first touchdown as a bull, four for 48 and one. Kwan Powell, again boosted by that last drive, ended up leading them in rushing 11 for 48 bulls thanks to losing 31 yards in sacks went below 100 total. If you take those sack yards away, it was more in the 130 range. 44 carries for 97 yards, not what they were looking to do, but you'll take the sum total, which was 2-0 in the conference, 3-2 overall. And here's Alex Golish on a little bit of all of what we were just talking about. Really just start off with thanking, man, that seemed like a ton of fans that were here. That was really, really cool. Um, you could you could sense it on on this open end here uh, when we were on defense. It was actually really really cool. So super grateful to the to the fans that came out. Um, super uh, excited for our kids. Man, it wasn't pretty initially, and, and they just kept swinging and swinging and swinging. And that's all we talked about. We talked about the word being disciplined for the week and discipline meaning being able to line up and play the next play and and having our our assignment our eyes all of it right and playing with elite, elite, elite effort. And I would say that that was the case. Um, played really, really hard. Again, not perfect. The game started out. Um, man, we put ourselves in a hole really, really quickly with, with a special teams deal. And, um, and that part uh, we just haven't seen yet. But the response is, is what I keep seeing from our team, and it certainly showed up tonight. Um, the guys are resilient. The guys have been through a lot, and it's showing in their play. Um, and I'm really, really proud of them. You know, the the penalty deal that kept getting asked last week, having one penalty, uh, I would say that that's a huge part of discipline. 
um, and I uh, was really proud of them. So it's gotten better. Obviously didn't run the ball as well as we wanted to. We wanted to establish the run game. We, we didn't certainly do a great job early. I thought at the end when we had to go run some clock, we, we did an excellent job there. Um, I thought the wideouts, being in the right place at the right time for the most part, did a really good job. But I'm really, really proud of the defense. Those guys just kept swinging and swinging and swinging, and, and that's a tough offense to get ready for. It's a tough offense to, to go play. ton of credit to Todd and, and, and certainly the defensive staff getting the players ready. And, and then from an effort standpoint, an execution standpoint, I thought, thought the guys did an incredible job. Uh, part of our defensive effort was, was getting off the field on third down. Um, what we were, we were 11 for 14 on third down, executing defensively and, and one for two. So I would say on fourth. So I would say we, we got what we needed to get done there. So really proud of the effort. It was a heck of an effort. And here's a little bit of Byron Brown after the game with Joey Johnston asking a few questions here. The diversity of your receivers and the depth that you saw today, what do you think about that? Love it. I mean, we, we see it every day in practice. It's just... Uh, just getting out on the field and just me getting the ball to them and letting, them, like I said, make, letting them make plays in space and uh, them them do what they do best and which is run the ball after the catch and get yards after the catch and it's really no surprise. I'm pretty sure no no coaches were surprised because we do that all the time in practice. You know, that process at Western Kentucky, you know, may not have been right. What tweaks did you have to make to be able to go out on the road and win a game? Uh, just collectively as a team coming together more and more each week. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen that throughout every game, and we're, we're continuing to get closer as a team. Uh, when one unit's not going right, the other unit's going to pick it up, and that's just the team, team bond we have and uh, the love we have for each other. And We're going to play out, play it every single snap and play every single game like, like it's our last one. So. I'm sure you're having a lot of fun, and everybody else seems to be having fun too. Oh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Um, just a testament in practice, being locked in in practice and uh, carrying it over uh, into, into the games and just enjoy, enjoying each snap and each play and uh, executing. And executing is fun. <laughs> in a very understated way, I love that comment from Byron Brown.